My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And this week, we are talking about Gex. But not near as much as Gex talks about himself. To No More Sages, a show where we pick one game for each year and check and see how they're holding up. Uh, you can think of it as, you know, us kind of knocking on doors, just doing wellness checks. So, this week, we have Gex, which was released in April 1995, and it was released on the PlayStation, the 3DO, the Sega Saturn, and Microsoft Windows, all roughly around the same time. I played this on my 3DO because once a year I have to take it out for something. So, Gex, do you have any history with this? No, none. Uh, apart from being aware. Oh, it's kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so I played the original Gex on the PlayStation. Like, it was just, you know, rental kind of thing. And it was like, oh, hey, that was kind of fun. Um, and then just, it's weird, right? Like, this... Doing this whole thing has really brought up how many games were just rental games. And I'm satisfied with them because they were rentals, not because I spent $50 on them, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, I have... There's a little piece of Dave that harbors some fun feelings towards Gex. I don't know if I would have if I had to pay 50 something dollars for it at the time. So... You know, for... Oh, that be painful. That'd be painful. That'd be the kind of game that some kid got somewhere for Christmas and it's the only game they've got and they've got to listen to that for hours and hours and hours. Now, Craig, I have two things that I want to talk about on here. One of them is very serious and the other one is very silly. Um, so, since the beginning of time, philosophers have looked at each other in their bearded faces and said, what is a Gex? So Craig, why don't you take your shot at it and explain what a Gex is? Gex? Is it not just a Gecko? No, I meant, I meant, you know, what's the game play like? Oh, right, okay, sorry, I thought you were just asking, like, what the actual thing is. Right, so Gex is a 3D platformer. You, oddly, much like Jazz Jack, how about you collect uh, carrots among other things and you kind of tailspin to kill enemies and you generally have to 3D platform Craig? about yes? Gex isn't a 3D platformer what? Gex is a 2D platformer Dave? yes Dave? yes Did you? I played this. I I played. I played. I played the second. <laughs> you played Enter the Gecko. Yeah, yeah. I played. All right. So you know what? You know what? This 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 brings about a interesting opportunity. Um, I will explain what Gex One is, and then you can explain what Gex turned into. I mean, we could do that, or we could just abandon shit. Because what? Oh my god, what a funny. Okay, alright, so see, you did what I did with Shimagami Tensei. 
just with something much less laudable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that this came out now rather than at the end of the episode or something. Yeah, because you said 3D platformer. I'm sitting thinking, was this 3D models? I don't think it was 3D models. Okay. No. no. Um. So if you could just pull up a quick picture of what Gex looks like, you know, you'll get a uh, idea of what the first one looked like. Okay. So the first one was a 2D platformer in which you had to defeat Rez, the villain, um, which was introduced in some of the best CG I've ever seen in my life. And... It kind of plays like a platformer. Now, I know that sounds dumb, but what made Gex interesting at the time were some of the things you could do that you couldn't really do in most 2D platformers outside of, like, Jelly Boy. Um, so being a Gecko, you can stick to literally any surface. So walls, ceilings, didn't matter. You can just crawl about on them all the time. Um, you can also cling to the background, which is really cool. I'll, I'll give it that. Um... So you know how, like, uh, Craig, if you ever played Super Mario World, how you can cling to the fences? It's like that mm. if there is a background on the screen, you can cling to it like that, and okay. you can use it to avoid enemies, and you get full 3D movement and all that. It's kind of cool. Um, you, I think the coolest thing the original Gex does is what it does with the power-ups. So you have these little floating orbs, which I think are also in Gex too, right? Um, mm -hmm. if you swallow mm -hmm. them, you can get different powers like a super speed or you can spit fire or any of that stuff. Or if you tail whip it, it restores your health. And this is the first game I can think of that does that with power ups of like, do you want the power up or do you want the health kind of decision you have to make now? Is it worth it or not? That's a good question because Craig, I have some problems with Gex. And that is... He doesn't shut up. He doesn't. It, well, he doesn't in the... Just as bad in the first. Well. It's, and, and his patter is just not so, good. Like, it's... So, hold on. So, so Gex, uh, it was a big deal at the time. Gex was voiced by a very famous comedian, uh, Dana Gould. Dana Gould? Elliot Gould? One of those two. Okay. Um, and it was a huge deal. Like it was in magazines featuring the voice of Dana Gould, you know? Um, and they, they got their money's worth out of him because mm -hmm. I don't think five seconds passed before Gex makes a reference to something, whether it be Scooby-Doo or Gilligan's Island, they're generally all TV related things. And here's where my huge question is, Craig. You didn't grow up watching American TV. I doubt yeah. they redid all the lines for British TV. I doubt they're making, you know, a keeping up appearances joke. Did you even get half the references? I... No, I had no idea what he was talking about. That seems very strange. Like, I, I, I don't know. To me, that's like, why, why even local? I mean, I guess it's a fun game, sort of. But it is weird when the one hook you have doesn't translate to other countries at all. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. It it just it just doesn't is that's what I'm saying is part is completely terrible. Like I just didn't get half the jokes. I assumed it was some sort of cultural reference that I just wasn't getting. It just was constant. It 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 was constant. 
Um, out of curiosity, can you think of a UK thing that's like that? In, in terms of video games, where it's like mostly UK references? No, I, I, I genuinely can't like I, I, I genuinely can't think of anything that so heavily goes into pop culture or anything like that because generally speaking, as soon as you do that, you pigeonhole your audience into <laughs> like one country or hence continent, the Gex conundrum. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, like um, God. But I, I, I was gonna say, no, you think uh, with, if me as an outsider, if I think of UK humor, I immediately think rare. But that's a style of humor, not necessarily referencing just British and UK things. The pro- there probably has games out there that does it, but I just I haven't seen anything. No, I, I'd be interested. Uh, so, uh, listener, there's your homework. For the day. If if there is something that is... Because I would be very interested to, to get your experience with this. Where you're like, that is in the pattern of a joke, but that makes zero sense to me. It's, it would be almost like playing a game in a different language. Mm-hmm. So, Craig, how do you feel about Gilligan's Island? Alright, um, uh, how about Scooby-Doo? I know, I know, I know Scooby Doo. I know the cartoons. Like Scooby Doo meets Kiss. That's one of the best cartoons I, I've ever seen. I, a cultural landmark. Um. Uh. Do Do we know who Johnny Carson is? No. All right. Because I I I know who Johnny Carson is because I'm I'm an old bastard. I did wonder how many twelve year olds would find a Johnny Johnny Carson was a late night talk show host, kind of like a Jay Leno before Jay Leno or a Jimmy Fallon or you know any of those. How many kids are laughing at Johnny Carson jokes? Like, I really dug into this right because you're making a game that's ostensibly for children, but it was written by a bunch of guys in their mid thirties who had no sense for what kids find funny. And so it's really weird. So tell me what Gex 2 is like. So Gex 2, it's got all of those cultural references. It's got all the tone and attitude and it just doesn't shut up. Gex 2 uh, is a horrifying (laughs) 3D platformer. Uh, in every sense of the word, you're running about the place. You, as I said at the start, you collect stuff. You know, various bits and bobs. Where it takes a turn for the worst is after the first. Have you um, ever I want to say I rented it at some point. Does it start within like a western area? No, it okay, starts in like right, an, an island, an islandy type area, with grasslands and things. Uh, it's the, the what I'm going to tell you might spark your memory, but it's where I put the game down because I was like, this is bollocks. But you get to the end of the first level after platforming your way about. It's it's activating platforms and things to get around the level. You get on the last platform you've activated, it hooks you up the way. You get to a, a tree stump and the tree stump is emptied, so you're supposed to jump into it. And it says, it's wabbit season. I'm like, oh, okay. Right, it's wabbit season. I'm a gecko, so I'm fine. You jump okay. through this, you jump through there, and all of a sudden you're wearing bunny ears and a bunny tail just stuck randomly on the back of your your gecko. And the the I'm hunting wabbits guy, what's his face? 
Well, Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd is the main enemy of the level. He's got a shotgun and he's trying to shoot you while you're tail whipping them. It's so random, but it's so bad. Now see, now see, I'm not going to lie. There's a little part of me that's like, well, maybe I should play Gex too. I mean, I get the Wabbit season joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got the Wabbit season joke. It just, I, it just fell so flat. It was unbelievable. Um, I, which is weird that you said that because I was about to say in my memory, Gex Two looks like Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. That PlayStation oh, yeah. game, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, does it look roughly like that? Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's, okay. it's really similar, which is a very odd thing to bring up now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, it looks like so it because you dress like Bugs Bunny. After you picked yourself up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Stitches, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it compare to other PS1 3D platformers that you should never go back to? Oh, it's it's in, in a similar similar zone. It's got it's got all the randomness of level design and layouts that you get in early 3D platformers. It's got all the problems of missing platforms that 3D platformers have. It's it just feels like that. I mean, it you can your control is perfectly fine. Your jump is far enough. Your double jump is great, or your like a bouncy jump. You jump once and jump again, and he bounces himself. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all good. It's just old. It's not a patch on you know like a Nintendo three D platformer, up from you know like what do you call it. And sixty four, yeah, uh, yeah, Super Mario so, sixty four, yeah, like Super Mario sixty four is genius in places. This just is not. All right, yeah, like 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 three D platformers on the PlayStation one specifically, and they may have been so. I don't know if there were any on the Saturn, to be honest with you, but that really is the ugly adolescence phase yeah. of three D platform. I mean, it was new at the time, so that's fair enough, but. I have yet to play one now that I'm happy I'm playing. Like even yeah. something as well regarded as like a Rayman Two or whatever. I mean, well, that was that was PlayStation Two. Uh, let's say Rocket Robot on Wheels or um, Tonic Trouble or something like mm-hmm. that. Like they're all so crude that I don't find them fun. Yeah, but. I would be interested to go back and look at more PS1 because there has to be one that did it right enough so it can evolve, you would think, yeah. right? Uh, absolutely. And maybe maybe I am missing something. Maybe the American teen would have loved Gex into the Gecko. Um, Here's the serious thing that I wanted to talk about, Craig. Teen Dave thought Gex was funny. Oh, dear. And... I've had to grapple with this for the rest of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And coming back to it, I've never wanted to dropkick myself in the nuts as hard as <laughs> when I realized that I found Gex funny. Because I thought Gex was as funny as like a Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, And see, I, I, I know Teen Dave was bad. Um, and going back to it, I can say with 100% certainty, it is not. Now... This is, if you're American, this is cool to look back and go, that was the cultural zeitgeist, huh? 
Mm-hmm. And I imagine there's stuff for you where it's the same yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, the whole thing. But outside of that, the first Gex, I can't speak to Gex too, but thank you for going that extra mile, Craig. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, that would be the only reason to go back to a mediocre platformer that does some cool things, but evidently wasn't good enough because it didn't make it to the second iteration. Like, second iteration is full 3D. So, I don't know. But, what I'm hoping you know, Craig, is this. If you like Gex 2 or Gex 1, mm-hmm. you'd like... The Spyro, the Spyro remaster. And I'm going to say, if you are like Teen Dave and you thought Gex was funny, you should try Borderlands because it's the same oh, wow. stupid level of humor. Um, And yeah, that's my sick burn on Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like to just get, get a dig in there when you can. I fucking hate Borderlands so much. <laughs> um, okay, so... Then, Craig, we have the trick question of, do you think this holds up in 2022? Um, no. The answer no. no. Just say no. it. The um, answer is no. It's always interesting to go back and see the growing pains of things that gave us wonderful things like Hat and Time. But, mm-hmm. boy, those those growing pains, they hurt. Um, luckily, next episode, we have something that is not a growing pain. And after this batch, it'll be a nice bask in just great game design. Because next week, we're doing Metal Slug. Yes! Metal Slug is where it's at. It really is. It's really, it really, really is. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. And until next time. Um... Insert American pop culture reference here. Let's get back to the mystery van, Scoop. <laughs>